Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business, and every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, The Art of the CEO streams magically through the confusing conundrum of cyberspace, courtesy of Blog Talk Radio, and here you may listen and download all our episodes by visiting theartoftheceo.com. That's theartoftheceo.com. And go there, click on the CEO radio shows to see them all, and also while you're there, learn a, a little bit more about our many bizarre and f- fun guests. We invite you to listen and explore for your benefit. Uh, and whether you are a talented uh, interior decorator trying to distinguish yourself and your shop in a town that is filled with similar stores like Barbara, or if you're a mentor of major CEOs helping each individual leader handle his or her own Gordian snarls and challenges, like Bill, we are here to bring you the sage counsel from business masters to aid your career and your ventures. Now, today's episode is entitled Civic Engagement, How, Why, and the Benefits. And by the fabulous fortunes of fate, we have helping us one of the top advocates and coaches of community involvement, Mr. Jock Howard. Yes, today we're going to talk about something that is so obvious and so beneficial and yet so amazingly neglected by most businesses. I I am talking about good old-fashioned neighborliness. And here I am sitting in the studio chair ticking off company morale, improved fun, personal fulfillment, free PR, better advertising, launching your new cell phone fun chosen project, playing with your team, finding new clients, and increasing profits. Yes, all of these are yours when you literally walk outside your doors and begin getting uh, involved in your community, and it's amazing. Uh, the only real reason, I guess, that we really should, uh, the only thing we really need to ask is, what are we all waiting for? So let's get profitably involved with Jacques. But before we do, uh, I'd like to uh, perhaps charge out there, and uh, I know you're all waiting to charge out there and get the community confab and garner all its rewards, but let's take a moment to supply everyone there with a few utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom. First, as I always do, allow you to rem- allow me to remind each and every one of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now, that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career. So allow me to ask you, will this be the day and the new year that you look into that medical, metaphorical mirror and discover your own essence, those feelings and passions and skills and all that other stuff that make you Sally or you Benvolio uniquely you? Or... Will you continue to lumber along, reacting to the challenges that others have set before you? The choice is truly yours. 
And now, as as we for a second utensil, I believe it is, yes, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me pull it down and thumb through. Okay, here we go, here we go. This is number 24. <laughs> I love this. Customers are like teeth. Ignore them, and they will go away. <laughs> and as an afterthought, allow me to add that, uh, you, you know, you brush and floss daily because you find it really handy to chew food and bring in all that required sustenance. Well, what have you done today to retain those clients of yours and polish up that relationship to keep them strong? Just a thought. And as a third utensil, perhaps we should call today's utensil the family shared soup ladle, Right now, we're going to give you the answers to last week's business quotation. And today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to email us the name of the author as you believe him or her to be. Simply write down that name and mail it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct, we will send you a marvelous gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, (laughs) the author of last week's quote, that is the individual, said, There is nothing so useless as doing efficiently that which just shouldn't be done at all. (laughs) Those words were spoken by one of management's most valued mentors, Mr. Peter Drucker. So now uh, let us dig into today's Feast of Wisdom and find out from Jock Howard where our neighbors are lurking and how we may enrich both them and ourselves a little bit by some active sharing. Jock, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Bart. Thanks for a couple of minutes, uh, for allowing me to have a couple of minutes to share my thoughts and opinions and let uh, your audience know a little bit about who I am. Great. Wonderful. Well, Jock, now I know that you, you grew up in Trenton, Garden State, capital city, and you've you've been on the, the Artworks uh, Trenton board, and you've been the executive director of Merrill Lynch's uh, Urban Mission Cabinet. You're a writer, a speaker, a radio show host, and... and all of this now seems to be pointing toward advocating civic engagement, getting involved. What, what uh, in you forced all this uh, neighborliness and civic engagement? What, how did this become your mission? Tell us a little bit. Uh, I will, but, but first I want to just uh, make a simple correction. So I sure. was born in Ewing, Ewing Township, which is a suburb oh. of Trenton, and uh, I've okay. lived in Trenton now with my wife and daughter for well over 20 years. And uh, I worked at Merrill Lynch uh, my, some time in finance and in management there. And Urban Mission Cabinet, Inc. is not affiliated with Merrill Lynch. It's a I nonprofit organization. see this? <laughs> this man That's knows what, what he's about talking you. about, which, which shows how much, much better it is to listen to him than your host. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Bart, that's one of the things that I love about you and who you are as a person. You're very open and honest about things such as a simple mistake like that. But um, what, what brought me to uh, the, the Trenton, and, and I'll summarize it, Trenton and civic engagement, um, I had some, um, you know, some health issues a little while back, and then it's mm. that proverbial eye-opening experience where you start to think, what am I doing with my life? And yeah, uh, yeah. upon doing that and having that reflection, I've uh, I started to really get involved in the community where I live, finding out right. about the the school systems, the what's going on in the community, et cetera, and that's brought me to where I am today. Oh, well, I hope that all the rest of us out there can take a shortcut and learn from Jock uh, without uh, 
spending some time in a hospital bed. Now, Doc, you founded Trenton 365. Could you tell us uh, exactly what Trenton 365 is and, and how it's benefiting the Garden State's capital town? Sure thing. So uh, Trenton 365 is, it really got started as a networking opportunity. I, I fully believe uh-huh. that there's a handful of people who do most of the work. And my idea Hallelujah. was, what would, it be, what would it be like to get um, 300 people together in a post-industrial city like Trenton with less than 100,000 people? If we could get those people together, galvanize them, and support each other's ideas and thoughts. One of the examples uh-huh. I have is is for a, a, a local theater, a local theater, right. um, we'll say, in Trenton, which is a Passage Theater, if, if 300 people would commit to sharing the information about that theater or attending that theater, what would that theatrical performance do as far as exposure and sharing with the local community and also for creating an economic generator for artists, et cetera? And so the idea was, how can I get these people together? Right. I, happened to okay. stumble, I happened to stumble along uh, and get involved with uh, some radio over a local station. Right, right. And um, from there, it gave me a platform to start bringing these folks together, and that's uh, what the main idea about Trenton 365 is, to gather people together so that we can build a better community. Ladies and gentlemen, as my wife's husband always keeps saying, democracy is the rule of the most energetic. And this is a case of it right here. Jock has gone after and found the doers, the people who are willing and the people who have the vision, and he's bringing them together. Well... But, you know, I, I, I hear this, John, and I I don't know. I mean, you, you come into my shop, and I hear what I'm getting is you want me to contribute to some charitable project. And, do, I mean, do you think my company's made of money? I mean, I want to be a nice guy, but I can't afford to be a patsy. So what's all in, in, what's in it for me? Well, I think the, the main thing that, that's in it for you is building relationships. Um, I, I believe okay. that we grew up in a culture, or at least I say I will. Grow, I grew up in a culture. Um, I like to tell folks I grew up in a village in Ewing Township, two doors from my uh-huh. great aunt, three doors from my grandparents, etc. And um, <laughs> wonderful. There's, there's there's this mentality when you know I can go to get assistance from adult three different locations. I know yeah, that when yeah, the yeah. rules are established that I have to do X, Y, and Z. Well, I think as we progress and we get older, um, we are all still looking for that relationship. We all want to be involved in a neighborhood. We want to know the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker who's around the corner from our house, and we want to support them. Well, if you've got a small business or a mid-cap business and you're competing with large international corporations, that's a niche market that I believe that you can tap into. I would come to you, Bart Jackson, the author mm-hmm. and wonderful mm-hmm. speaker that you are, and say, hey, Bart, how about you and I partner, and let's bring your message to my audience, to my group of friends. Ah, and if you've got okay. one other person, if you've got one other person who, who understands that and, has, and now becomes a member of your team or a member of your audience, my work is done. 
I see what you're saying. The truth is there are more people out there who want to help you than want to hurt you, and you cannot afford to silo yourself. You literally, and I mean that in a financial sense, my friends, you cannot afford to silo yourself. And not only that, Chuck's right. Don't, don't we really all want to get a, a – don't we want to have neighbors? We uh, Most of us don't know the people on our own street. Don't we want to have neighbors? Not just because they enrich us, but because it fills something within us as part of the human herd. Well, now all of this is you're talking about, Chuck, though. All of these, the benefits and the programs that we're going to get into, they're all transferable, right? I mean, from your city to any other? Yes, absolutely they are. But Bart, one of the key problems that I see is that mm-hmm. we want a cookie-cutter cookie society. And um, when uh, I'm spending lots of time with the faith-based community, and uh, they're right. talking about, hey, let's start a nonprofit, uh, we want to have an after-school program, we want to feed the children... All those things are wonderful and lovely, but maybe yeah. every faith institution doesn't need to have a food pantry. <laughs> yeah. How about right. how right. about uh-huh. learning learning who your market is, who your customers are, who your clients are, and come up with an organic approach to satisfying the what's missing in the marketplace. Um, I, I want to give another real world example. In uh, the city of Trenton, where I live and where I reside, and I do lots of my my work, there has been a budget shortfall. So several of the library branches have been closed. Now, I'm not going to get into the the financials of why that happened, etc. All I know is that there's a need to get books in the hands of people, all the residents in Trenton. So um, I've worked with a couple of other partners and we started a program called Library Boxes of Trenton, where we take old okay. newspaper boxes, repurpose uh-huh. them, make them public art pieces, and then we put books in them, books that are donated from residents, from other libraries, uh, from a local used bookstore, classics books, and then we put them in various locations, and these are free libraries. And since we started this program a little over a year ago, we've distributed hundreds of books for free, all different genres throughout the community oh. of Trenton for people who may not have who who may not have the access to go to the one library branch that's in Trenton, New Jersey now. That's what I mean about an organic approach. Maybe I your see. community maybe your community needs to have an have a, a after school program that teaches computer literacy. Well go for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, I see this, but and and you really have touched on this. I have a suspicion you know this. My wife is a librarian and fights the good literacy fight internationally, uh, all over in in bizarre nations. But uh, but right here in our own U.S., uh, according to the Department of Education, we have 32 million adults in the USA who cannot read. That's like that's a tenth of them, my friends. And the sad thing is that rate has not dropped one tenth of a percentage in a decade we're not making the dent and i'm saying that as a business person i better be concerned about that as a human being who wants to live in a civilized land i better be concerned about that and so this is something that that you have touched very deeply but you've also touched but your solution is is so practical and I assume this is the sort of thing that could be either sponsored or actively participated in by a business of any size, Chuck? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, the simple thing about about this is it's really relationship based. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like to support all of the local businesses where I live and wherever I go. So if, if I'm going to buy a sandwich and I'm getting that sandwich from a local deli, more than likely those funds are going to stay within the local community. Now, if I do go to a big box or an international corporation for that same sandwich, yes, I'm helping out the community because probably someone local works there, but more than likely those funds are going to be eaten up just by the, by the corporate machine. And I understand right, and believe right. that there's a place for both, but my focus is on how can I really try to improve the local community where I live. And so you want, and that's not only the businesses, but the people connected with the business. And you do start a business for more than money. You start a business to create something. We all have that creative urge within us. Jack, uh, we're coming to the to the middle of the sh- the road here, and so before we before we break, could you tell uh, all the folks out there how they might tune into Trenton three sixty five? Where can they find you? Sure. Um, what I always say is, is there's a multitude of different ways that, that you can hear about me. I believe the, right. the easiest thing to do is go to my website, which is Trenton, right. like the city, T-R-E-N-T-O-N, 365, the number's 365.com. There is, right. is where I do lots of the distribution of things, but we're also on Facebook, Trenton 365 Show, and you can also follow me on Twitter, at Trenton 365. All righty. That's easy enough to remember. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to The Art of the Sew. I'm sorry. Whoa. I have been down in the in my Bart's Book basement too long here. You're listening to The Art of the CEO radio show, streaming live to you from blogtalkradio.com. And since we've come to the midpoint of today's feast, I think it's time for us to take a brief sorbet, certainly for me. Uh, and so why don't we introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, the creator of, among many other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com, B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and explore really a wide wealth of practical wisdom from a lot of business masters. And this very day, Prometheus Publishing would like to invite you to take a look at one title called So That's How They Do It, Tactics from Business Masters. And this is a dear dear book to me because instead of some step-by-step template, these pages offer you a full array of tactics that have brought benefits to a worldwide group of business masters. It's their own ideas and their proven examples and written succinctly and with a good deal of humor and joking around. Uh, you get disciplines, attitudes, a lot of things that you can take and apply as tools to your own business or you can sit back and I bet you've got a few old a few old and new tools to ponder in your own head. And you, this book will help bring them out. So why not grab a copy at bartsbooks.com bookstore. And another thing, if you enjoyed the quip today, and you say, gee, I'd like a little bit of wisdom flung my way, may I suggest that you visit bartsbooks.com homepage and click on that little blue mailbox, and voila, absolutely free by the eternal enigma of email. You will receive a little bit of laughter in the form of a quip and uh, a brief afterthought thereafter to ponder all for the fun of it. And after all, 
we could all use a little more fun in our life. Ladies and gentlemen, and all those striving generally to make this new year an even greater one with a few more smiles, we are back with civic engagement coach, Mr. Jock Howard. Now, Jock, I know that that the whole idea of what you're talking about is building relationships is of value, and it's, but it still is, is, is very, could, who's doing it right? If you got someone there that, that you can name, uh, you talked about, uh, I believe, TerraCycle was one, one firm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and as far as people doing exactly what I'm doing, um, I've, I don't know if there's anyone specifically. I haven't done a, an exhaustive search to see who's doing things exactly the way I am with radio and TV and being actively involved in civic engagement. I don't know who's doing that, but I can tell you that uh, in my day-to-day activities, I am very impressed by lots of different people. Um, One group is the SAGE Coalition, which is a group of artists um, and uh, bicycle fabricators based out of Trenton, New Jersey. And um, they're very actively involved with uh, beautification projects, um, graffiti murals, aerosol art murals, etc. And then on, as, as we shift gears, also Mrs. G's Appliances. Debbie Schiffer, oh, okay. who is the, the third generation owner of uh, the business, um, she is completely understands the importance of buy local and uh, being focused on the local community where your store or where your business is located. And she's doing a wonderful job. So Debbie Schaefer of Mrs. G. And then on the global scene, I'd like to talk about Tom Zaki. Tom Zaki huh. is the CEO and founder of TerraCycle. And TerraCycle, simply their business is trash. Um, they are a global company that um, works with upcycling and repurposing what most people discard and turning them into other products or um, you know, trying to use other uses for them so that it can benefit the, the global environment, et cetera. So, so those three businesses are doing some amazing things. Uh, I'm in talks with them on a regular basis. I consider their leaders um, and founders to be friends and mentors um, to an extent. And, uh, yeah, TerraCycle, Sage Coalition, and Mrs. G are three examples that I would that clearly come to, off the top of my head. Well, that's great. So what you're saying is he who steals my trash steals uh, holds a purse, or maybe you're not saying that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> someone just said that. Uh, but there's one thing. I, both you and I know uh, Debbie Schaefer, and she, to me, epitomizes uh, a matter of attitude. And I'd like to particularly, if we're going to talk about involvement in your community and being a neighbor, it's not just the projects. It's a matter of getting out and meeting people and involving with the right attitude. Am I right? I mean, Debbie has has, has a good attitude about finding out of, of others and seeing what they need. Uh, could you could you expand a little bit about telling what what is the sort of before I just start launching a program? How do I, what's the attitude adjustment I better whack myself with? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think the first thing is is to be open. Um, none of us have um, gotten to that point where we are the all-supreme, all-knowing beings. And I think that really? we have a tendency oh. 
<laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, my goodness, my, I, I, I've heard everybody's uh, everyone, uh, every second husband knows that the first husband was was that I think or something like that. Anyway, do go on. <laughs> yeah, it's something like, yeah, it's something like that. But yeah, I, I think that what it mainly comes down to is that you've got we have to be more open. And I'm not saying that the openness means that you have to reject your principles, your foundation, how you brought were brought up, how you live your life. But at mm-hmm. least be open to hearing and seeing what someone else is thinking or doing. We live in an information age where the, the information economy, you know, I, uh-huh. this conversation that you and I are having, it's going to be global if it's not global right this second. So, yeah, so yeah, therefore... Therefore, if you and I are communicating and we're communicating about the northeastern region of the United States, okay, that's fine. Right. But it may not be relevant to the West Coast, and it may not be relevant to any of the 50-plus African countries or Bolivia or China or Singapore. But they could also benefit from our knowledge, and we can benefit from theirs. And I think that arrogance is is one of our biggest uh, evils, uh, one of our, our, our biggest oppositions. And, and I think that what we need to do is just be a bit more open to listening to uh, other ideas and other thoughts and uh, letting that lead us and drive us. Not saying that we have to discard what we've been taught or what we believe, but just that you know, if we're reaching out to a different market, we need to be open to what that market is looking for. Oh, that's very well said. You know, when I was in Zimbabwe, uh, I was there and we were trying to help uh, many of they had an endowment, which was a, a gathering of uh, the intellectual elites, and uh, which we watched uh, and we conversed with. And yes, you know, they they always have to to bring in a few journalists uh, just to, for for joking's sake. But nonetheless, these people uh, were trying to bring in the idea of a book into a culture that was oral authority based. In other words, it was you would talk. You would gain your knowledge through people. And now what I find so – and we were working on bringing the value of the book to this culture. And what I kept walking away with that now you hear everywhere on business is storytelling. These people knew how to convey orally knowledge and meaning from an authoritative source – and they would do it through storytelling. And now you, you go to all these seminars, and we're trying to teach managers how to tell stories. I mean, my folks, the, uh, exactly what, what Jock is saying is it's a matter of uh, you don't uh, do trade technologies. You bundle them together, right? Mm-hmm. That is correct. Um, uh, several years ago, the nonprofit field uh, in the United States, um, really, most of the larger ones were really pushing this idea of partnerships and uh-huh. collaboration, and uh, realizing just like anything else, this is a, this has to be a team approach. Um, okay. and, and I say this, I'll, I'll say this through a project that I worked on um, with a couple of different organizations: uh, the Crisis Ministry out of Mercer County, New Jersey; the Isles Organization out of Trenton, New Jersey and uh, Urban Mission Cabinet, Inc., which is part of the New Brunswick Presbytery in New Jersey as well. So we had this idea of creating um, uh, a community garden, a shared garden of sorts. So we found found one one of our partners had some funding specifically earmarked for this, so we were able to get the funding. 
Um, I personally handled the project management in partnership with Urban Mission Cabinet, Inc. And um, the Isles organization, which has over 50 community gardens and growing in Trenton, New Jersey, helped with the actual logistics every sense of, of the, the word, I garden. It, yeah, <laughs> with the garden. So, so that's the type of collaboration that I think that more organizations and more people could do um, simply by saying, hey, if you have this idea and this project, Maybe you don't have the resources or the person power to actually go ahead and do it soup to nuts. Well, there are people like myself, entrepreneurs like yeah. myself and others, who would gladly come in and say, hey, look, I'll handle the art portion of it for a very small fee because I have to eat. And then there's others who may say, hey, look, I'll do the marketing and distribution of right. the information, et cetera. My, yeah, I think that's it. it's such a, it's a simple thing. And I'm going to ask you because – Ladies and gentlemen, if if your company wants to design some civic engagement plan or something, you couldn't do better than to get hold of Jock and and allow him to do some coaching for you and design programs. But there's some something special that you're going to get out of it. And Jock, as as a parting shot, could you just tell us what you see the individual, uh, the the company owner? Uh, who wants to become the spokesman for for uh, I don't know promulgating art throughout his community? Tell just to, just give us one thing to leave with, though a way he's going to benefit in uh, his pocket and soul. Mm-hmm. Well, and and this is very near and dear to me. And folks, this is something that I struggle with as well. Uh, and uh, this may be a little bit long winded, but. I am I am naturally not that person who is wants to be out front. Um, you know, when I was a kid and I was learning how to play guitar, my idea was to play guitar so that the girls knew I could play guitar and I could have a, a girlfriend. Right. Um, I'm not the guy who wants to be out front, who's singing and so forth and, and has all the focus on. I can handle that, but that's not my goal. Right. But what I can tell you is that in the current society that we live in, mm-hmm. knowing – Having having a celebrity status or people knowing who you are, your name being a household name, that is what's going to drive the economy going forward. You can have a yeah. fantastic product, but if no one knows who you are, it doesn't do you any good. Conversely, yeah. Yeah. if you have a good product and people know who you are, they, yeah. it's exponentially expansion available to you. Right. What you're saying is that's the guy who really has gotten behind literacy and education in our neighborhood. And he uh, he handles trees. He does gardening. He uh, sells computer software. It doesn't much matter. But you think you think of Irving, who does who gets behind the literacy effort, and don't get no better than that. Both for as you, in pocket and soul, you've answered the question. Jock, this has been fabulous. We're going to have to have you back again. Uh, I hope you've, uh, you're going to have to promise to come back and, and give us uh, some more examples and more ways that, that we could uh, catch on and meet the neighbors and r- live a richer life as well as a business. Can you come Fantastic. back sometime? Well- Absolutely, Bart. It will be my pleasure to do so, and I look forward to uh, us sitting down and having some conversations about how Bart Jackson and Jock Howard can put together some, some different programs and initiatives to benefit the greater community. 
Oh, bless you, my son. Thank you. All right. Jock Howard, thank you very much. And ladies and gentlemen, as we round out today's show, uh, I would like to leave you with today's business quotation. And uh, that is, I may not be the smartest fellow in the world, but I can sure pick the smartest people to do business with. And as a hint toward guessing that author, this CEO now has the smartest people on the planet begging for an audience. So he's one of the top. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, just write down his or her name as you believe them to be and send it to info at bartsbooks.com. And if you are right, you will win an absolutely astounding, life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, the person who is well-esteemed by his neighbors is a truly rich individual's. All hermits, however wealthy, die poor. So to you and faithful and playful listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show as much as Jock and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows on blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.